Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Before we start this week's podcast, a big thank you to ELM Legal Services, who are based in Bristol and provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. You can get a standard single will for £99. If you'd like to get in touch, call them 0800 019 4557. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. We have lots to discuss. It feels like we always have lots to discuss at the moment. Bristol City, suddenly the transfer window has come alive. Perhaps not in the best way for Bristol City yet. We'll discuss Aidan Flint's departure, perhaps Bobby Reid's impending departure as well. What other big stars could be on their way? But Gregor does have some very good news for us as well, and a bit of exclusive news too, which we'll tell you about on the podcast today. Uh, We'll also be talking about Jack Marriott. Is he potentially incoming to Ashton Gate? And other incomings to be discussed as well. And we know where Lee Johnson spent his weekend, and Gregor was there too. We'll talk about that a little later. But before we start, Gregor, we must say we were hoping for a special guest this afternoon. It was all confirmed until a few hours ago. We had a very apologetic email from Brian Tinian, who couldn't make it today uh, because of developments going on at the moment around Bristol City players. And he's been very busy with meetings and things today, so he can attend. But we are going to get him on soon. But I guess that's to be expected at this time of year. Yeah. Um, it was interesting listening to Brian's um, interview on Jeff Twentyman's show last night and hearing about Brian's career and everybody knows he's a great guy so I'm sure we'll get him on at some stage and it'll be good to hear from him. Absolutely, I think he's good for his word so we look forward to hear. Welcoming on to Robins on the Wire in the future. Now, we have to start, there's only one place to start, that's Aidan Flint, he is off to Middlesbrough. Yeah, um, had a had a text at the beginning of the week actually from um, a close contact who, who said basically... The, the next seven to ten days could be a, a bit of a whirlwind for Bristol City um, and, and that certainly seems to be, have been the case. Aidan Flint, the news, um, yes, came come about pretty quickly, didn't it? And uh, It seems sort of out of nowhere because I said to you last week, now we see the players returning for pre-season training, which doesn't start until this Thursday, Thursday of this week, depending on when you're listening, but Thursday the 28th of June is when it starts. So I guess players are back in the country now from their holidays. So and now we're going to see this sort of, I guess, a bit of a boom of activity potentially because a lot of the key names that have been linked with moves away, it went quiet. But now we think that this bubble activity is going to continue and it's been started with Flint going to Middlesbrough. Five million guaranteed, possibly going up to seven million. What does possibly going up to seven million mean, Gregor? Well, like any deal these days, it's all structured, often in instalments. Um, we ran a story the other day about the Jonathan Codger deal. Had that checked over by a finance ex- expert this week, actually, because you can you can read a lot into um, the official accounts um, f- from uh, Bristol City, which are always available on the website, by the way, if, you, if anyone wants to look at them. And they showed, for example, with the Codger deal, that um, Bristol City last year announced that they'd brought in sort of 6.6 million pounds from player trading so i'd had some people asking about the codger deal that um if the deal had been worth 11 million pounds as as said at the at the time um, mm. as a starting fee won't that all come in at one go and mm. and no it's it's always structured over um, a certain amount of time normally 
um, across the, the length of a player's contract. That's, that's um, just the way it works in football. So, but does he need to do when you say add-ons? Uh, it's <laughs> going to be seven million with add-ons. Does Flint need to do certain things yep. for Middlesbrough for Bristol City to get that money? Yep, as I understand it, um, one of one of those add-ons is simply if if Borough are promoted, mm-hmm. there'll be other things in terms of goals and uh, and appearances, and I don't know every single one of them, but. Um, yeah, we can assume that, like most deals, that there'll be various criteria that have to be met, and probably Bristol City might not see the, that full two million. But um, yeah, the, the wider, the other facet is that Swindon Town had um, a fifteen to twenty percent sell-on fee, so yeah, uh, arguably so they're really, big winners. Yeah, yeah, one. Swindon Town are big winners in this. Yeah. Have Bristol City undersold Aidan Flint because he was linked with a move last summer for around. 10- Birmingham City but it didn't happen and then in January those rumours of him going to Brighton mm-hmm. and that was for about six million so are they losing out here by selling him now I, I certainly think they had the bid of six million pounds from Brighton yes uh, but the, they didn't get any bids of ten million pounds last but that was the summer. asking price last summer wasn't it yeah it was pretty high um, and if they had been offered ten million pounds I'm Sort of ninety nine percent sure they would have accepted that last summer. How high did it get last summer? Do we think then? So I would estimate about sort of five million pounds. Oh, around the um, same then. Yeah, um, which, which Birmingham um, Birmingham were very interested in him in, in him and made a couple of bids, didn't they? I, th- I think probably got as high as five million pounds. Uh, Mark Ashton at the time said, or just afterwards said, basically five million pounds would have got the conversation started, is the exact phrase he used. Um, and, and really sort of got them thinking at board level wh- whether they wanted to sell him. That didn't happen. Um, and my understanding is, I've been told by one source, that maybe there was some agreement between Aidan and Lee or or between Aidan and the club that uh, unofficially, um, that if maybe if he stayed for another year, then if a good offer came his way, then they wouldn't stand in his way to move on. He I mu- think that's the case here. Yeah, and he must have had a clause in his contract, mustn't he, to meet a minimum sort of price, would you think? I, I don't think, from my information, I don't think there was okay. um, a clause in his contract. I, just, I think it was an unofficial gentleman's agreement. Just yeah. that, yeah, if, if someone comes in with a really good offer, we won't stand in your way. And just to add to that, um, one story that I've been told actually this by a couple of sources, so I do believe this one to be true, is that Lee Johnson at the beginning of the summer had one had one on one meetings with all the players, and, and that's normal for any coach. Yeah, um, they, they do that um, right at the end of the season, don't they? Yep, yeah, and I believe that he said to Aidan Flint that if a good offer comes in, then yes, we'll sell you this summer. Why does Aidan Flint want to leave so badly? Because he's going to Middlesbrough, yes, very good manager under Tony Poulis, ambitions to get. To the Premier League. What's the difference, do you think, for Aidan Flint between Middlesbrough and Bristol City right now? Do you, is it that Aidan Flint in his head thinks Middlesbrough have genuine playoff ambitions? Does he not think that Bristol City are going to be as strong this season? Does he not think they're going to be competing for those spots again? I think there's a number of factors. Um, I think uh, Tony Pulis will be one one of those. I, I know Tony Pulis is a really big fan of Aidan Flint, and Flinty seems to fit into the style of of a Pulis team very yeah, well. Definitely. And there's a good fit there. I'm, I'm sure maybe Aidan will have looked at it and thought, Lee's a, Lee's a good coach, but maybe he's better with younger players. Um, whereas Tony is, is sort of more adept at handling older players, isn't he? And Flinty is 29 in a couple of weeks, so mm. he's not the youngest. Um, maybe it's, it's a good regard for Bristol City in that regard. Uh, well, as the, well, because he's getting on a bit. Well, yeah, there's been quite a few fans unhappy that I've seen on social media saying 
five million for Flynn and are not happy about it. But the ones that I've spoken to have said, well, you've got to bear in mind his age. Yes, he signed that three-year deal. It was three years, wasn't it, till 2021. He signed that a few months ago. Yeah. But he's 29. So really, he's almost past his best, isn't he? I mean, a peak for a footballer is 27, 28. Is that fair, Gregor, would you say? Yes, yeah. Well, it used I, to be. I, don't, I, I mean, with sports science and developments, things are changing. Yeah, with defenders, maybe maybe around then, certainly sort of 28 to 32 is my understanding of sort of a peak time for a footballer. Uh, sorry, a defender. Um, so it's actually, he, he is in his peak then, coming into his peak. Yeah, I, I would probably have thought so maybe next couple of years, but then, but then that will be it. So, yeah, I do think he has been maybe undervalued a little bit. Um, but it's, it's tough and I made this point um, a couple of days ago that maybe there's a balancing act for the club here in terms of um, deciding whether to, to let Flint go now and, and accept a little bit less money mm. but then have the money now and be able to bring in more of your top targets because yeah. if they wait until the end of the, uh, end of the window they'll probably get more money but at the same time miss out on, on other targets and that's only sort of four or five weeks ago now to, to the end of the window and, and just one, sorry, one last point on the Flint deal. Mm. I was speaking to an agent this morning, actually, and I mentioned the fee, and the agent said, well, how old is he? And I, I think that, that pays a, a, yeah, a, massively, a big... Massively. Yeah, massively. Do we know how long his deal is at Middlesbrough? It's been announced as four years, I believe, and, but the fee is undisclosed. Why do football clubs do that? Is it not the fans' right to know what players are being sold for and what players are being bought for? Yes, absolutely. I think there should be more transparency at clubs. Um, this, this is why I think it's vital that you have local journalists like... Uh, like uh, yourself, Gregor. Yeah, ask, asking the questions that, that, that the guys there don't want to be asked because yeah. it, it would be too easy for them otherwise. So, yeah. Well, we, we know roughly what it is, but it is a shame that things, I guess, aren't transparent for the fans because they're the ones that pay to watch these players, aren't they, ultimately? So, I think Bristol City fans... I would say, just gauging on social media, I'm very disappointed that Aidan Flint has left. Although I've seen a couple of tweets from other people saying it's not a bad deal, you know, we'll, we'll get over it. Uh, some have pointed to the amount of goals he brought to Bristol City over the last few seasons. But others have said as a defender, perhaps there's more promising options. And one of those options on the table at the moment is Adam Webster from Ipswich Town. Uh, how serious do we think this rumour is? Yeah, things are moving very quickly at the moment and so much so this it's a bit of a struggle to keep up at times, actually. Mm. But, yeah, the latest is that Adam Webster is is a player that City have been looked at for a while, looking at for a while. They were seriously interested in him in January. And the latest is that he's up at Phelan right at the moment, having a medical. So, so by the time this has probably been released, yeah. it could be out of date. But we think that Adam Webster is probably going to come in. What sort of fee would you expect for him? Well, I don't know too much I've got to say about this deal at the moment, but I've seen reports of around sort of two million pounds. Yeah. But I don't feel personally that that would be enough to get his signature. He's, uh, he's only twenty-three as yeah, well. Yeah, and he he's got a good pedigree. Um, yeah, played well at times for Ipswich last year. It's going to be well. We won't know for a while whether he's been, he's good enough to fully replace Aidan Flint, um, mm. and that's a tough act to follow. But he's been compared to a young John Stones. Yeah, I read. but certainly um, Lee and the and Mark Ashton like what they see there. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, that that deal should be wrapped up. But I wouldn't be surprised if if Bristol City brought in a couple of other defenders either. Takes the boxes in terms of Lee Johnson working with young players too, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think the plan is for basically Bristol City to trade 
uh, well in the market. This is their, their philosophy, their strategy going forward. The story is that Steve Lansdowne has said to everybody at the club or, the, or the, the, the senior people at the club that Bristol City have got to sell players. That's how they're going to progress. Mm. And it might sound a bit odd at first saying, well, we're going to sell players to move forward. But, but this is what clubs like Brentford are doing so well and, and even Fulham to uh, um, an extent last season um, and, Bright- and Brighton and, and Burnley before that as well. So, it's a clever business model. Yeah, you, you've got to become efficient. Well... Two young players that could have a very big future at Bristol City. Potential Aidan Flint replacements as well. Zach Viner and Lloyd Kelly. And you've got some news on both of those players. Yeah, good, some, some more good news here as well. I've, I understand from my sources that uh, both Zach Viner and Lloyd Kelly are going to sign new long-term deals at Bristol City. Hopefully they should both be tied up and announced next week, but it might take a little bit longer to sort out. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really good because those guys are the bedrock of the club. And certainly from what I've seen of both of them, and I know certain other people around the club, they, they really feel that both these guys can go really far in the game. And who knows, maybe in a few years' time, we might actually be saying, well, you remember when they sold Aidan Flint and probably Joe Bryan? Um, maybe that wasn't the worst thing when you've got two young talents like these guys coming through. And we've we've seen their promise, particularly over the last season. I've seen Zach Viner quite a lot at Plymouth Argyle, really stepped up last season. And Lloyd Kelly, really in the last sort of seven, eight games, came on so much, didn't he? Dreamboat. Absolutely. Dreamboat. Dreamboat. Yeah. Is it, is it instead of Horton Magnuson sort of being your pin up, is he your new pin up? <laughs> possibly, possibly. He's. Uh, he's I, I just think he's, he's, he's fantastic down the left there. He's, he's so athletic. Uh, his reading of the game, I just thought he just breezed past players at times and his crossing and passing was just spot on, exquisite at times. And he needs to play more one way or another next season. Well, that's all good news, but I'm afraid I have to come back to some bad news now about Bobby Reed. And I'm going to read some of the tweets out about this, OK? Bobby Reed is being strongly linked to Cardiff City £10 million is what we've heard. Again, this this could have gone through by the time you're listening to this, but huge rumours about this one. But Bristol City fans are not happy. Uh, This is one I saw on Twitter from a guy called Michael Hayter. Sell Flint for four million up front to a championship rival, making them stronger. Not enough. Sell our homegrown hero to our hated rivals. I think Mark Ashton just punched me in the face. Well, Flint, we think, will be five million at least. But that's how Bristol City fans, some Bristol City fans, are viewing this. Is it the bridge you don't cross, the seven bridge? Because Lee Tomlin did it, and now he's not exactly Bristol City's favourite person, is he? It's a kick in the teeth um, for Bristol City fans. There's no getting away from that. First, Flinty goes, now Bobby Reed goes, and I'm sure we'll come it's, on to this. It's the rival, isn't it? Yeah, I think Joe Bryan next. But then, yeah... To lose Bobby Reed, key player, but to lose him to yeah, basically your closest rivals, obviously Rovers apart, then um, yeah, that's 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 a bit sickening, and it's going to take some time to get over. But I think it depends a little bit on what happens in the transfer market, who they bring in, and football fans quite often can forget things quickly as well. So uh, let's hope. I don't know. Jake said on on Twitter, uh, Jake Dennett, why are we selling our best players? Honestly, unfortunately, it comes down to what the players want. And certainly in Bobby Reed's case, he's only got that year left on the on the contract, as, as I understand it. He wasn't going to sign a new deal. So then Bristol City have got a, a decision They've to make. they got cash in, haven't they? Yeah, do you sell him now or do you or do you risk losing him for free next summer? It's really hard for Bobby Reed, I'd imagine, because he is Bristol City through and through. And to go to Cardiff City, in his head, he must know that 
that is, it's not as bad as Bristol Rovers, of course not, but it's the second worst thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, but... But you've got to put yourself in Bobby Reid's shoes as well, I think, because, yes, I know that Bristol City and Cardiff City hate each other, but Bobby Reid, it's 45 minutes from Bristol, he's still near all his family, it's going to be a lot more money, it's Premier League, you can see why he's doing it. Yep, can do, it's, it's a great move, I think, for Bobby himself, but for Bristol City, it's, it's annoying, and I just wonder maybe whether Bobby... There's two sides to this, whether, whether he could have showed a bit more loyalty maybe to Lee Johnson in terms of uh, the great year, breakout year that he's just had. Because, let's be honest, last summer he probably wouldn't have got this move, would he? No. But then he gets moved, um, positioned up front, which is, an, it really is a masterstroke that by Lee Johnson. He did fantastic there. You've got to credit the coach there. And yeah, it worked out brilliantly. He scored all those goals in pre-season, carried it on. And, and my understanding of the situation was that he was in contract talks last summer and it looks rosy. It looked like he was going to sign a new deal and stay at Bristol City for the long term. But he just kept scoring. And and I believe what I'm told is that the demands uh, from uh, that Bobby Reid and that side of the talks were just went up as well. And um, unfortunately, City couldn't match them. And um, yeah, he's obviously going to move on. If Bristol City had gone up to the Premier League, would he have stayed? Yeah, I think so. I think... Everybody would have recognised that basically Bristol City would have been the place to, to play on. He's got everything, well, he had everything here. And I'm sure basically the club would have forked out the necessary wages to keep him. So it's a combination of wanting Premier League football and wanting more money. Yeah, the, this is probably a, maybe a conversation for another time. But maybe maybe one thing to look at is, is the wages being offered by Bristol City. Are mm. they enough to keep your best players uh, are they enough to retain the likes of your Joe Bryans and Bobby Reeds? How, how privy are we to that information? Well, I hear different things from different people. And, um, yeah, I think maybe we'll re- revisit this at some point. And it, it doesn't seem to have been a barrier in attracting certain players like Jamie Patterson and Famara Jeju. And, and reta- let's be honest, retaining Aidan Flint last, last March when he signed his new deal. So maybe there isn't a huge problem there, but... I'll let you go and do some homework on that yeah, one. Yeah, either way, it's, <laughs> it's disappointing to lose Joe Bryan and Bobby Reid and, and maybe... You, you think Joe Bryan's going? I, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I mean, still, because Joe Bryan has been tweeting in, uh, about Aidan Flint going and about how, how gutted he is, but that you don't think that's any indicator that he's staying? Because he said on Twitter today, good luck, you big draft, we'll miss you massively. A little heart for Aidan Flint. But is that just something he's saying because he's still here? I think Flinty's one of his best mates, isn't he? And um, he'll yeah, be wishing him the, the best. But my information is that Joe, again, isn't going to sign a new deal at Bristol City. What I've been told is uh, he's had, and this is from multiple sources, that he's had several offers put his way, but he's turned them all down. And I think he's ambitious and maybe that's not the worst thing. And I think there's a good chance he'll go to a Premier League club. I know Fulham, for one, are definitely interested in him. So I mean, that's a big move, a clo- isn't it, to Fulham? Yeah, keeping a close eye on Because you fancied them to stay up, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, my hunch is that we'll, we'll see a couple of incomings now for Bristol City. But I certainly do think Joe might well be leaving the next week or so. And just one last thing to add on that, actually. Mm. I do know that he was spotted in a, um, a car, a, a, a flash car, um, what do you say? Shop a flash car shop? No, uh, it was in it was in one of the places around uh, 
Cribs Causeway recently. Oh, really? Um, he's got a very I, nice car already. I know, but he's got a Merc. This is what I was told. So he's uh, got a lovely Mercedes at the um, moment. I've seen him driving it around. Does he? Right. Okay. I think he might be getting an upgrade from oh. my. Well, if he's having an upgrade, I have his old one. You know, if he's getting rid of it, I'll have it. Uh, well, that's interesting. I think, unfortunately, Gregor, you're right. I think this is the <laughs> this is the start of the end. It sounds so dramatic, but this is the start of these big names leaving, which we fully expected this summer, didn't we? We did, and um, maybe it's a good thing that they're all happening at once. If they get Joe done next week as well, then we can move on. And hopefully, Marlon Pack, he's, I think he's coming back to training with the rest of the guys. He's only got one year left, but my information on him is that maybe um, some contract talks will begin later in the summer. Oh, I'd expect him to stay, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think most people will hope that he, he'll stay and maybe they can convince him to remain around. And then they've only lost, well, those three plus Horder. And um, maybe it's all about the incomings from here on in. Well, talking of incomings, we think this Jack Marriott uh, rumour is very much back on, don't we? Could the striker be a good replacement for Bobby Reid? Yeah, I think that could be an interesting one. Our information is, and this comes from my colleague Aidan, um, he's got a source who tells him that basically Bristol City are very interested in Marriott. Six million, isn't it? Yeah, that's the figure that's been spoken about. I think Darren McAntony's already been on... Twitter saying that he's had a busy afternoon and I really wouldn't be surprised if suddenly Bristol City are, are splashing that incoming cash from Cardiff. And yeah, Marriott, from from the reviews that you get from certainly people at the Peterborough end, uh, is okay. certainly a player with a, with a very bright future. So Top scorer in League One? Yeah, phenomenal amount of goals. And I think it's the, for me, it's the character references he's getting... Uh, both Darren McAntony and Barry Fry and and his former manager, who who I um, forget his name temporarily, but all of them have said what a great um, character this guy is. He's very down to earth. He won't let things phase him, and they, they're convinced that he's set for the top. And this is why they're they're putting this high price on him. And and I, well, well, I personally hope Bristol City win that race. I think it might not be the worst trading. Sell Bobby Reid for ten million, bring in Jack Marriott for six million. You've still got four million pounds to mm. to strengthen the team. Where else do we think there's going to be incomings? What positions? Uh, surely they need a left-back if Joe Bryan's going. I know Lloyd Kelly can play there. Definitely need a left-back. I know um, Sam McQueen isn't coming in. No. So, that one's uh, off, isn't it? Yeah, they've got to look elsewhere there. Um, don't have any names just at the moment for that position. Goalkeeper as well, obviously, they're going to bring in someone there. And... Yeah, we know all about Adelican. Um, the latest on that, we believe, is that he might well sign um, once his contract runs out up at Scunthorpe, which would probably be the end of this month. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll hang on, hang fire on that one. And in terms of any other names being linked to Bristol City, is that it for now that we know of? Uh, one one that's been put to me recently uh, is Jordan um, Jordan Willis, I think it is, of Coventry. Um, as one that they like but this guy's still fairly young 23 years old um, goalkeeper names I, I've suggested a couple of, couple of times they might go back and look at Connor Ripley of Middlesbrough um, especially if he's not going to play very much there with with uh, um, Darren Randolph in, mm-hmm. in goal there so they might look at that one they were interested in him last summer I believe um, maybe someone like David Button even later in, in the window he, he didn't That'd be get, good signing. he didn't get a move to Brighton and he might want to play more often with Marcus Bettinelli here's, here's what I want to, want to put out there what about someone like Jed Steer from Aston Villa uh, he's been injured in the last campaign and it hasn't really been 
looking like he's the number one choice there. Could he come either on loan or permanently? Absolutely. Very, I think they'll very consider, good caliber. Yeah, keeper. I think they'll consider several options. Um, I, yeah, I don't think. Any, well, I know nothing. Because there's, there's a lot of kit. That's the thing with goalkeepers. Is there are a lot, a lot of goalkeeping number twos that want to be a number one, and you can either get them on loan or perhaps at a decent price because they want to go and play football. I just, just, it's a funny position, yeah. isn't it? it? It is, and I just wonder, Bristol City could be in a really good position at the end of this window where they've got 15 to £20 million pounds to spend and you've got clubs like Aston Villa, Derby, mm. Sheffield Wednesday all hit by transfer embargoes or, or if not a transfer embargo, then the, then the, the imperative to sell players, the, mm. the need for them to offload players from their books and they might be able to, get, might be able to back themselves at several bargains towards the end of, yeah... Um, well, sort of beginning of August. Yeah, and David Button, you mentioned there, would be a really good calibre of keeper because at the moment, Marcus Bethanelli is, is number one at Fulham and they're probably going to get another backup for him, aren't they, now they're in the Premier League. So when we speak about these keepers, they're quite likely to bring in a decent name. I would have thought so. I'm, I'm sure Lee will want to bring in someone who can really push Frank for that number one position. And, What's happening, Frank um, Fielding? As I understand it with Frank, I think that... I thought one, he was going. I, there's interest in him. We know there's definitely interest in him. I think it'll depend a little bit on what happens elsewhere. Um, I, I thought he was going to Blackburn Rovers. Well, there was a lot of speculation about that. I know Blackburn are one of the teams interested in him, yes. But it, it, it'll have to wait for Bristol City to bring in reinforcements in that position at least, because yeah. otherwise you're down to just Max O'Leary and um, Jojo Wallacott. Yeah, so just <laughs> hardly any experience in goal, really. That would be not good at the start of the season for Bristol City. Uh, in some lighter news, you spent your weekend basically with Lee Johnson, Gregor. Uh, I, did, I don't. I think Lee. I, I went to a concert just to explain this. If you don't know, I went to a concert the weekend. Ed Sheeran in Cardiff. Not my choice. The wife's. Um, hey, don't be ashamed if you love Ed Sheeran. He's great. <laughs> And, yeah, Lee, I understand, was going as well. I didn't see him there, but I did actually see Reese Carr, the young uh, oh, um, walking in. So He's an analyst, isn't he? Uh, fitness, fitness coach. Fit, yeah, fitness, fitness coach, coach. Just, that's right. Just ran a big um, fitness um, conference at Ashton Gate. And, uh, yeah, I didn't realise he was an Ed Sheeran fan, but uh, I'm not, for the record. Oh, whatever, you went in, you loved it. <laughs> I think he's been raving about it, honestly. Um, talking about staff at Bristol City, do we think there's going to be any other changes now? We know that the new physios are in place and they'll be beginning work. If you saw Andrew Proctor's tweets this week, he was saying he couldn't wait to get, get started, the new physio. So, anything y- yeah, else going on? The other chap is Andrew Rolls. I must um, apologise because I called him Steve Rolls last week and it's not, it's Andrew Rolls. Two Andrews, then, uh, yeah. Uh, Andrews. Um, but so. anyone else? Do you think, in terms of backroom stuff, that will change before the end, uh, before the start of the season? Just trying to think who they if they need to replace anyone. Not that I. Not, not the top of our heads. We're just waiting to see who's going to going to be doing the press room food and goodies when we walk in because Ken's not going to be there, is he? So no. yeah, we're devastated about this. Um, talking about incomings, pre-season starts this week. Then will we get much of a, a glimpse into the likes of? Marley Watkins, who's signed, uh, is there sort of any open training? How does this work over the next few weeks? Not, not too sure on the media provision. However, I thought it was interesting listening to Brian Tinian last night. He was, um, I, think, I think we said on Jeff Twentyman's mm. show, and he was asked about if there were any guys who could make, a, make their breakthrough into the senior setup at Bristol City this season. And he mentioned several names, such as Aidan Baldwin, who's going to be training with the first team uh, the one of the other guys was 
um, Joe Morell, who you mentioned, and Joe had a fantastic yeah, time at Shotham last, last season. Yeah. I spoke to Gary Johnson actually myself the other night, and Gary was saying too how Joe had really um, thrived at, at Wadden Road, and he thinks he could really push for the first team at, at, at Bristol City. And the plan will be for Lee Johnson to have a look at all these guys, mm-hmm. assess them over the next couple of weeks in pre-season and in the pre-season games. And, and yeah, maybe, just maybe, a couple of these guys can cement themselves in the squad and, and actually break through a bit like Lloyd Kelly did did uh, last season. And certainly that's what Steve Lansdowne and Mark Ashton will be hoping. And when are the first pre-season friendlies? Is the first one the 11th of July against... Is that a Newport? No, they've got a um, community game against Bitten to start yeah. off with. OK, and, and then it's to Newport... Yeah, there's game before that. There's there's two I think straight after on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Yeah. one is Newport and, and one uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Western. That's the, uh, the that's Johnson, the Johnson Cup. Cup. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Well, I know you'll be down there covering all of that, and of course the preseason tour is to Marbella. This is correct. It's a bit of an unusual choice for a preseason tour because it's where loads of the footballers go on holiday, hmm. isn't it? I, I don't Why know, Marbella? I don't know my geography too well, but is is La Manga near there, or is that? Somewhere? Oh, don't ask me. I mean, my Spanish geography is not up there. I think they basically. I, I know Lee has carefully uh, chosen the training facilities and has gone out there to have a look himself and make sure that it's all up to spec and everything. And he's happy with, yeah, with with the training they're going to get done there. A bit of warm weather and yeah, they, they'll be out there and he'll basically be trying to blend the team together and and um, look to regenerate Bristol City and into uh, what, what would what will this be? Lee, Lee Johnson's Bristol City. 3.0 is this what, well are you four, going four are you season? going out to Marbella I don't know this to be confirmed you need to get on to the bosses so you can have a nice little holiday out there I mean you can be working out there definitely Absolutely. talking of holidays you did a uh, there was a piece uh, in the Bristol Post this week about where the where the footballers have been this summer it's really quite amazing some of the lifestyles they have isn't it you know I think uh, there was a picture of Joe Bryan in the Maldives was it the Maldives Looking, looked absolutely stunning I think Vegas is a popular one was there anything else that was really out there I mean obviously I would say Horden Magnusson, but he's not a Bristol City player anymore um, in Russia. Yeah, I I think for me, um, seeing some of the guys involved in the pre-season, pre-season camps, training camps, if you yes. know what I mean, uh, a lot of the guys have been involved in uh, the back-to-action camps that we know have all they? about. Right. In, yeah, it's been really refreshing, actually, to see some of the younger guys involved down there. So they sort of cut the holiday time and come back to do yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely, That's over amazing. the last two weeks. And we know Joe Bryan and uh, Bobby Reid have been regular attendees, but players like Marcus Day and um, uh, Seku Jana, I think I'm saying his name correctly, and, yeah, I know Martin so Watkins was there last year as well. So. so they're all getting back to it before to get ahead of the game for pre-season. Exactly, and Josh Brownhill was pictured recently with um, Sam McQueen, and that sort of led to a few rumours, and I understand that those guys were doing their own sort of boot camp, as you like, pre-season, before, well, before they come back for pre-season, but that one is one up in uh, Lancashire, I believe. Mm. So oh, Josh Brownhill's from, from up that way, isn't Yes. He? There we are. Uh, I have some news. We thought that um, I was going to get a new neighbour, and we wondered if it would be Marley Watkins. But there's been there's been nothing yet. So I think I think the house next door is being filled in the next few days. So it could be a new Bristol City tri- signing, Gregor. That's what I'm saying. Who knows? Who could be moving in next door to me? Maybe, maybe it's uh, the defender coming from Switch Town, Adam Webster. Adam Webster. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Keep us posted on that. I'll let um, you know. I'll let you know who's moving in. So probably yeah. not, to be honest. But this rumour has, uh, has started now. And of course, this is because we joked Andrew Proctor, the new physio, his father-in-law lives opposite me. 
So Small world. It's a very small world, it is indeed. But my friends live around the corner from Aidan Flint, so I will let you know when his house goes up for sale. Ah, yeah, maybe we'll get a player moving in there. Oh, yeah. See, that would work, wouldn't mm. it? Listen to us, football property estate agents. <laughs> We're wasted in journalism, Gregor. Mm. Oh, well, thank you very much for your time, Gregor. We'll be back next week with news of possibly Bobby Reed's finalised departure and hopefully some incomings for Bristol City as well. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening. This podcast was sponsored by ELM Legal Services based in Bristol who provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. A standard single will is £99. You can call them on 0800 019 4557. Robins on the Wire.